0: From the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to
0: our International English Service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music. An interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host, Sharath, And I'm Maureen. And you're listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope.
1: Let's begin our program with a song.
2: Calories, my... trembling soul fill your love and mercy wait Oh, hoping Trusting Till my some soul shall find oh that sweet rest beyond the river.
0: You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now, here's a nature study.
3: Dear listener, Today, we are going to talk about Hubble, zoos and singing children. What do the Hubble Space Telescope, a zoo and singing children have in common? According to the teaching of Psalms 148, we could conclude, that they all point to God's magnificent creation. The idea that God created our world is often questioned, so perhaps it's a good time for a reminder of the praise we and all creation should heap on our Heavenly Father for His magnificent handiwork. The Hubble telescope can help us with that through its eye-popping pictures of our universe. Every one of those brilliant photos points to stars that focus attention on God's creative majesty. Praise Him, all you stars of light, says verse 3. A visit to a zoo points us to the great diversity of wildlife God created. We look at verses 7 and 10 and say thank you to God for sea creatures, wild animals, insects and birds. And a few minutes of watching little children singing uninhibited praises to God symbolizes the truth that all people of earth should lift their voices in honor of our Creator. Stars, animals, and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. Let's join in saying thanks for His creation. Praise the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation, O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear, now to his temple draw near. Join me in glad adoration. Creation displays God's power. Thank you for the nature study. We are
1: sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth, all classes of students, need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace, and God.
0: Dear friend, death, struggle, Pain and violence were not part of God's original creation. Let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address:
1: Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number One Seven Pune Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India.
0: You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com
1: You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org/english program
0: Before you hear God's Word, here's another song.
4: warning paper The headlines made it clear The world is changing for us all I knew this day was coming Never thought it was so near Looks like the writing's on the wall I believe This world is trying to warn us Get ready Coming like he said. seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus.
5: And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot, with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Tell me about the time you were very, very lonely.
6: Well, you know, I'm not usually very lonely. I have friends and Actually, you're one of them, Mike. <laughs> Can you believe it?
5: <laughs> it doesn't always sound that way on the radio, I know, but we do like each other. We, we enjoy teasing one another. That's
6: right. And and we both have friends and, and people we work with that we like and et cetera, et cetera. But... This happened to me a time when I left to another country. This was in England. And some of you know that I study in England and uh, in a little town called Gloucestershire, which is uh, two hours away from London. And the first time I went there, I didn't know anybody there. My professor asked me to be there for two weeks. And I actually saw him only two or three times during those two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I was in this uh, very cheap accommodations Um, I was cold and I was hungry and and I didn't know the town very well I didn't have a car because I don't know how to drive on the other side of the street (laughs) and um, you know after a few days it started getting so dark for me in my soul I Mm -hmm. mean I wasn't talking to anybody nobody knew if I was dead or alive and Hmm. maybe some listeners right now are feeling like that like you're so lonely you know you don't belong to anything or to anybody or to any group and so um I decided that I had to go to church because mm. I was getting hopeless. Mm-hmm. And I never realized I needed people so much.
5: And you sought out a body of believers and felt at home.
6: Yes, yeah. I looked for a Seventh-day Adventist church, which is my church, and I found a little group in Gloucestershire who would have thought because this mm-hmm. is not a big city. A little group of believers that were getting together and I joined them for the service. And in the moment I stepped into that building, there must have been, I don't know, 25 or 30 of them. It was was a very small group. I already was part of a community. I felt I belonged. I mean – You don't know the difference you made for me.
5: I have felt that uh, all over the world. I I remember being in Hong Kong in a a community. I had no idea what they were saying, but I knew I I belonged. And someone found me, recognized that I didn't understand the language, so they translated for me. And again, Mm. I felt like I belonged. Mm. Um, If you've never been there where you felt that lonely and then find a group like this of worshipers Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that make you feel like you belong, then you don't really understand what's going on in Acts chapter 4 and 5, because this is talking about the building of community. God never calls us to a singular faith. Mm. He doesn't call us to stand alone. He calls us to community. And as a community of believers, we band together to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, and to share in the labor together as we herald the coming of our Savior. Yeah,
6: that's why it's so important when you're going through hard times to find a group of believers or a support group. For example, the programs are mm-hmm. based on this. The fact that you will have a support to help you in times of trouble. And here we have the first century church starting to create this congregation where they eat to Together and they are together all the time, and they're actually selling some of their property to fulfill the needs of those in the community. Well, let's
5: take a look at this in Acts chapter four, verse thirty-two. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them.
6: Can you believe it? You know, yeah. many years ago, when I was twelve years old, my dad was sent to to a university here, Andrews University in Michigan, um, to do his master's degree. And we had nothing, and we arrived there, and all mm-hmm. these people came with stuff for us—clothing, yeah. uh, nice? you know, comforters for our beds, uh, dishes, whatever we needed. And, and yeah. we felt we really were part of a community. This
5: generosity—it comes from within the individual; and they choose to do it, and the spirit of Christ that makes them do this.
6: Yeah, it says in verse thirty-four that there was not a needy person among them.
5: I only know of two ways to have a church with no needy people. Hmm. The first way is to be very selective about who you let in. <laughs> <laughs> Only the rich people, right? And which means I'd never get in. Yeah. <laughs> the other way is what they did here. Mm. It says, for there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as they had need. So basically, the other way not to have needy people is people within the congregation seeing yeah. the needs mm-hmm. and, and giving of their, their means to meet those needs so that there are no needy people. Meeting one another's needs in love.
6: Yeah, most of the that I know have some kind of community service yes. and they serve uh, food or, or clothing to their own
5: members or people of the community yes who need help.
6: even even our organization has a worldwide organization that when disasters, Strikes, mm-hmm. whether it's a tsunami or an earthquake, then they we should show go. up. Absolutely, we Absolutely. show up, and
5: of course, a variety of denominations do this as well because this is the ministry of Christ, and we see it here in the first-century church.
6: So, some people started actually selling their property and uh, bringing it to the disciples' feet, and we have one of the strangest and uh, difficult to explain stories here on chapter five in the book of Acts. When a couple, uh, you know, this is voluntary; they don't have to sell their property. Yeah, They're no one not being was supposed asked. to
5: do this. This is a voluntary thing. This is. Not not Enforced by the government of the church.
6: Nothing like that. No,
5: people volunteer to do this. Now, when you volunteer to do this, you can be fed because, after all, it, it makes you feel pretty self righteous, I guess, you know, if, if you're making a great sacrifice for people and mm-hmm. people would look forward to that and look up to you for doing this.
6: And so, Ananias and Sapphira, they're a couple in chapter five who decide, okay, they're going to sell their property and they kept some of the price for themselves, which is actually their is right? right to do. They're right. The problem is that they represented it as if they had brought all the full price of the property mm-hmm. to the church because it made them look good. I mean, uh, generosity look like at all the
5: sacrifice th- I'm making. Yes. Look at this sacrifice.
6: See, all virtues have this this side where Satan can use it. Mm-hmm. It is that hey, you you have this great virtue or this generosity or or this skill or this talent. Now show off with yeah. that. And this is what's happening to them.
5: Uh, So, they sold this property, and they brought the money to the disciples, but they kept some of the price back for himself and his wife's full knowledge, bringing a portion of it. Verse 2, he laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, But to God.
6: And at that moment, um, judgment comes upon Ananias. Uh, He fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came all all over who heard it. And the young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now, his wife doesn't know what has happened.
5: She comes in. Um,
6: And she comes in, and Peter gives her the. the opportunity to act different than her husband, mm-hmm. to not to be a hypocrite and, and nobody would have said anything they said, well no, we sold it for so much this is half of the price. Mm-hmm. The problem is what they claim it to be. So Peter asks her specifically in verse 8 tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price? And she said, yes that, that was, was the, price. the price.
5: Then Peter said to her, why is it that you have agreed verse 9, together to put the spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out as well.
6: This this seems hard. I mean, Mike, I have a question. Why would God act this way? I mean, this is the first century church starting, and why did judgment come upon them so strongly?
5: You know, I I guess there could be a lot of speculation about this, but to me, something very holy was happening here with the first century church. Mm. The Holy Spirit was moving mightily upon the hearts of men and women and, and producing in them a great spirit of generosity and care. And they were not to profit by this. Hmm. And so their lie was not just to the co- members of the congregation, but also to the Holy Spirit, and it was a misuse of the Holy Spirit's power. Hmm. And I think by misrepresenting themselves as being controlled by the Spirit when they were actually controlled by avarice, yeah. uh, by, by greed, was was something that God was not going to tolerate. No, that kind of impurity is not going to exist within our I church. I think
6: you're right on, because throughout the book of Acts, we have people that mock the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. by trying to buy it. Yes, We have another magician later on that will ask how how much I'll pay you for the power of the Holy Spirit and Peter says this is not for sale. Yeah. You're you deceiving. You're lying to God, and and God is not going to tolerate. I that. think we
5: see a variation of this theme today by some people who try to control the ministry of the church or a religious organization by their money. I'm not going to give if you don't do this. It is
6: exactly what I ask you to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had members like that. They yeah. say, if you don't build this one thing, I want you to build. I'm, not, I'm never going to give money again. And and it's important for us to go back to the story and say, yeah. look, the Holy Spirit is not manipulated That's by right. your money.
5: In addition to what I do here with the Voice of Prophecy, I'm speaker director for Faith today television and i've had donors come to me and say if you'll change the focus of this ministry i will give you a great deal of wow. money well god has not called us to do what they asked us to do mm. and i'm not going to allow them to control us with their money instead we're going to fulfill god's mission and ministry for this ministry and that's the same thing that we feel like here at the voice of prophecy we're called to do something the holy spirit will provide the means
6: yes and we do need your donations <laughs> uh, but but you know that the issue here was deception that's right know? Now, when this is over, it says on verse 11 that a great fear came over the whole church. And this word church, Mm -hmm. ecclesia in Greek, is the first time that is being used here in the book of Acts. If you remember, Jesus had said to Peter back in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, that he would have this new group of people called ecclesia that we actually uh, translate in Spanish, iglesia, almost is is the same thing, Mm -hmm. which, of course, in English is church, and uh, that this was the new community. In the Septuagint, in the Old Testament Greek, uh, for the people of Israel, Ecclesia was the assembly of Yahweh, God's mm-hmm. assembly. And now we have this new Christian ecclesia that, that Christ puts this community together. And
5: that's what is the church is to be today. It is a gathering of people in God's name. To, it is his gathering. And we are to treat each other as, as he would treat us. And that is we are to care for one another's needs. We are to band together to bring encouragement in times of loneliness and despair and to bless the world around us by the gospel and by relieving suffering.
4: Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. We want to thank Voice of Prophecy for their generosity in sharing these biblical studies with Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus 101 Institute.org. That's Jesus 101 Institute.org. Until next time, live free.
7: Woohoo!
1: scriptures says your world is a lamb for my feet and a light for my path psalms 119 verse 105
0: indeed my dear listener what a treasure we have in god's word the holy bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living with this we have almost come to the end of our program
1: to learn more on god's word we would love to receive your letters on
0: Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411-001 Maharashtra, India
1: You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com
0: We invite you to follow our programs also on our website That's awr.org slash English Program This is your host, Sharad.
1: And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio.
0: Do join us again along with your family and friends.
1: Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye
0: and God bless you.